Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for December 22nd as the Flyers' nine-game point streak has come to a close with a 4-2 loss last night against the Nashville Predators. What was a rather disjointed game, in particular because of the second period, which seemed to take an eternity. All the penalties that were called, obviously the review on the hit on Morgan Frost, which I think they got right, um, made the game a little bit more disjointed. A lot of time spent on special teams. And oddly enough, on a night when the Flyers scored a power play goal, I think the power play, the lack of power play success, is what hurt them in this game. We'll explain that in a second. Flyers Daily is presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. So the particulars from the game, when you look at this Flyers-Nashville game uh, in total, it was the fifth straight start for Sam Erson. I thought he played pretty well in the game. I, I didn't look at any of the goals and say, eh, he could have had that or, you know, that's a bad goal, nothing like that. Goaltending wasn't the issue. Again, I'll look back at the power play. Now, on a night when they scored a power play goal and say that the five-minute power play that they had as a result of that boarding call on the Nashville Predators, that was the moment in the game. They go into the third period, tied it two. The only goal comes in the third, comes from a Nashville player. Well, there was two goals. There was an empty netter as well. Uh, Philip Tomasino got the game-winning goal. Let's go back to the first, though. Shots in the game, 31-31. Uh, hits in the game 16-15 in favor of the Flyers. And Flyers with 10 penalty minutes, 21 total uh, for Nashville because of the, the major. So minute 31 into the game, one of the most bizarre plays you'll ever see. Uh, Flyers, puck goes behind the net in the Nashville zone. Morgan Frost is going back there to try and seal the wall and keep up the forecheck. Hits off his foot, flips up from behind the net into the back of UC Soros. And goes in the net. I mean, it's the oddest Michigan goal I've ever seen scored. And that puts the Flyers up one nothing. Very fortuitous. Bobby Brink and Owen Tippett pick up assists. And the Flyers go up one nothing. And we know what their numbers are when they score first this season. Going into the game, 15-1 and when they score first. They come away with the two points. This is an outlier where they score the first goal, but don't come away with the two points. I was wondering on the broadcast that if there was a kicking motion, if Morgan Frost intentionally kicked that puck from behind the net and it went up over the net and hit UC Saros in the back, would that have been deemed a distinct kicking motion and disallowed the goal? But we won't even get into that. I don't even want to know what the ruling would be there. But anyway, Flyers go up one nothing on the Morgan Frost goal. That's how we'd end the first period. And in the first period, Flyers did a good job of keeping Nashville – all to the outside when they were in the fire zone, not letting them get to the middle of the ice at all. The remainder of the game, Nashville did a lot of getting to the middle of the ice in the fire zone. And the Flyers probably defended more in the game than they usually do. And look, you got to give Nashville credit. They're a team that has some high-end talent, some good pieces like Philip Forsberg, really good player, Ryan O'Reilly even up there in years, a good leader for them, Roman Yossi, total stud on the blue line, and they have really good goaltending with UC Soros. They're a really well-balanced team. So where you don't go, okay, we just got to shut down this guy, and we'll be okay. We'll let the other guys beat us. And it's a little different with Nashville. So we head to the second period. Flyers up one nothing. Flyers go on a power play. But Cole Smith, 
of Nashville scores his fifth of the season shorthanded to tie the game at one. And I know that'll drive John Tortorella crazy because it's the beginning of a period and a shorthanded goal. And then 4.45 into the period, Flyers are on the power play, right off a draw on the right side in the uh, Nashville zone. Couturier, he wins the draw because they end up with possession, but it's not one of those like clean win back to your defenseman or clean wing to a winger at the top of the circle. He kind of battles for it, is able to shake it loose as it kind of goes off a Nashville stick, goes right to Couturier, and then he shows tremendous patience with a very aggressive UC Soros who's coming out to take down the angle, knowing Couturier can't pass back door. There's nobody there to do that. And Couturier just outweights him and eventually slides along the ice and beats UC Soros. That makes it 2-1. So power play goal. Eh, that's a good thing. Power play goal. But then at 524, uh, not even a minute later, um, Nashville gets it tied. Tomasino picks up his third of the season, and we've got a 2-2 game. So you got the goal from Morgan Frost with Brink and Tippett with the assist. So they're the only two assists in the game, which means that we're going to donate 60 pounds of food to local communities in need as part of the Flyers and Penn Medicine's community assist. So we head to the third period, game tied at two. So what are the Flyers' numbers when they go to the third period after two, tied? They're five and two on the season. Well, they're now five and three. Um, Go into that third period, and it's tight. It's, you know, there's some opportunities at each end, but eventually, on kind of a broken play in the neutral zone, it ends up uh, being the third man high, trailing the play, Tomasino, who gets the puck, and he's able to uh, put it a high blocker over Sam Harrison, and that gives Nashville the 3-2 lead, and then eventually they get the empty netter with less than a second to go by Nyquist, and it's a 4-2 final. Now, the game... You know, I hope that Flyer fans aren't treating this like we're in that NFL season. They just had a nine-game point streak, and you're going to lose games. Now the big key is how they respond to it. Just like when we went back to that San Jose Shark game on November 7th. How do you respond to it? Now this isn't the same magnitude of loss like San Jose was. They were 0-11 at the time, and they beat the Flyers for their first win, and they had given up 10 goals in each of their prior two games. But how the Flyers respond to this, and this next portion of the schedule is very important for the Flyers because you got the game tonight in Detroit. Flyers are on three and four and traveling tonight uh, to take on Detroit. Detroit hasn't played since Wednesday. They're back home laying in wait for the Flyers. And there's a big question mark of, who's going to be the goalie in the game tonight. Is it going to be Carter Hart, who backed up last night? Flyers did recall Cal Peterson in case he wasn't well enough to do so. But is it going to be Carter Hart tonight? Because I imagine Sam Harrison getting the start is not an option. Played five straight games, played the the front end of the back-to-back, played in the game the first of the three and four. So I don't think it'll be Sam Harrison. It's either going to be Carter Hart or Cal Peterson, but which one is it? And... The other thing is, is with Carter Hart coming back after the layoff and dealing with this illness, whatever it may be that he's dealing with, what's his energy like? What's the sharpness of his game like? I know he's been working with Kim Dillaball and, you know, staying on top of the fundamentals and the technical abilities, but can you simulate game speed in, in these practices? Probably not. So what is he going to be for the Flyers tonight? But this next chunk of games is really important with the game tonight in Detroit, then the break, 
all the way until next Thursday when they go on the road. And then they're going to go on the road. They're going to take on Vancouver, who's a having a very successful season. I think it's a pretty darn good team. And they can throw a lot at you. They can force you to play the way they want to play with guys up front like JT Miller and Elias Patterson on the back end with Quinn Hughes. They've got good goaltending with Thatcher Demko. They're a team that is having a lot of success this year with Rick Tockett on the bench. And a team that the Flyers shut out earlier in the season. So you get Vancouver for the first game of that after Christmas road trip. And plus your time zone changing. It's 10 o'clock our time when the game will start. Then you go to Seattle, who's a bit underwhelming. Then you go to Calgary, who's been very underwhelming this year. Uh, But then you have New Year's Eve, and you go and you take on Edmonton, who they beat earlier in the year, has had a really erratic season. But they're another team that can force you to play the way they want to play. Flyers have Connor McDavid without a shot in that game earlier this season. But we know what McDavid, Dreisaitl, and that team can, can be offensively. So this this stretch is really important. Beginning tonight in Detroit, and then Vancouver, Seattle, Calgary, Edmonton, and then take it even one step further. When you come back home, when a team comes home off a trip like that, that first game back home is a tough one. Now, as luck would have it, they're playing a team that's not very good in Columbus, but that's still a tough spot for a team after returning from an out-of-time zone road trip, especially one of that length. And the Flyers, let's face it, they have played a lot of tight games, and that can be exhausting. I mean, when you look at the the amount of one-goal games that they have played of late, going into the third period, either up a goal, tied, or down a goal, and finding a way to get points through the nine-game point streak, I mean, there's been some tight, tight hockey. I mean, just go back just during the point streak, OT loss against the Devils, shootout win against Pittsburgh, OT win, there's three one goal games right there. Then they beat Arizona 4-1. Okay. Colorado, they beat 5-2, but they go into the third period up 3-2 in the game. Then they lose in Nashville 3-2 in overtime. Then they beat Washington in a shootout 4-3. Another one goal game. Detroit won nothing. <laughs> 3-2 against New Jersey in overtime. And then last night, take away the empty netter with 0.7 seconds left on the clock. And that's a one goal game where you go into the third period tied at two. And I just wonder about the effect of having to play so many tight games, not on them physically, but more mentally and emotionally. You know, sometimes you just need to be able to go out and win a couple of laughers where it's not super stressed. You go out, you execute, you take care of what you do, you win them, and it's not a high-stress environment. These have been high-stress, even going back before that. I mean, they had a bunch of one-goal games. They're just not going to outscore teams. But I wonder what the effect of that is. And I know John Tortorella is trying to get the team um, and certain players just trying to get them to the break. And we saw some more balance in the Flyers' um, ice time in the Nashville game last night. Now, part of that's probably the coaching staff cognizant that they're playing three and four. They got a game tonight, all of that. But you see in the D pairs that, the, the ice time was much more balanced. Cam York had like 22 minutes, Sanheim 21. We're not seeing 25, 26. There's a lot of special teams in there. Mark Stahl didn't play a lot. I don't imagine we'll see him in the lineup tonight. They'll put fresh legs in with Igor Zamula. Stahl didn't have a great game last night anyway. Nick Delare only played 523 in the game. I don't think that was as some sort of punishment for anything. I think it was just there was so much special teams going on in the second period. He got one shift, so he didn't see any ice time really in that second period. 
So it, it this is a really, really important stretch. And as much as it is with the opponents they're playing and the physical part of it and energy and all that and managing it and this break coming up and how you come out of it, the biggest thing I wonder about is the mental and emotional part with playing all these tight games. Like imagine, do, you know, if you had to go, go to work every day and you got to have like supreme concentration every day, the whole day, how exhausted you'd be at the end of that week. We do our jobs and we know how to do them and we can go there and we can work hard and be detail-oriented, but we don't have to sit there and really like bear down every single day. And you got something to do for the boss? Yeah, of course. But I wonder what the effect is of all this tight hockey. And look, when you look at what took place in the league last night, when you look at the scoreboard, in a lot of ways, it was the nightmare scenario for the Flyers. Some of the teams that they're battling in their division with went to extra time. So there were three-point games. Like the Penguins beat the Hurricanes in a shootout. But the Hurricanes got a point and the Penguins got two. So it's a three-point game. The Caps, they win in overtime. Ovechkin finally scores, ending his longest drought. Devils lose. That's good news. But you can lose ground in the standings very quickly. Just ask Detroit. A couple weeks ago, Detroit was third in, in the Atlantic Division, ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, all of a sudden, they're out of the wild card four points back because they haven't been able to, to put any wins together. And they're struggling right now. It can happen very quickly. When you look at the Metropolitan Division, you know all the teams that are battling for a playoff spot are all playing well. They all have good records, including the Flyers. Everybody's putting together wins. So if you want to stay in this playoff picture, you, you can't have you know, a four-game slide at this time of year. You may never be able to make it up. So that's why this next chunk of games is going to be of paramount importance. Just unbelievably important. And so much of that, I think, is going to go back into Carter Hart again. Can you get him back, and is he going to be the same as he was before? Look, I don't know what the illness is, but it's been it's caused him to miss significant time here. And it's been, he's going to play tonight, now he's not playing. So there's been some question marks about it. So it is a, that he has become a question mark as a result of the illness that he's dealing with. He's had a great year. You guys know how I feel about the goaltending that he's provided. But I wonder now with dealing with this, and is he going to be what he was prior? And will that be sustainable with this, whatever he's dealing with? These are legitimate questions that could affect a lot with this team. I mean, you look at the game last night. They don't get any points out of that game. They still sit in the second spot in the division. Uh, they're six points back of the Rangers who are in the top spot. By the way, Rangers 7-3 and three in their last ten. Flyers, uh, 39 points still, 32 games played, 18-11-3 in the second spot, tied with the Islanders, who have also played 32 games. Flyers are in the second spot, though because they have more wins. They have 18 wins to the 15 wins for the Islanders. They're 15-8-9. The Caps get that win in overtime. They pick up two points. They've only played 30 games. they got 38 points. Carolina uh, has 38 points as well, but they played 33 games, one more than the Flyers. 
Devils don't win that game last night, they're stuck at 34 points. So they're still on the outside looking in. And the Penguins, who did win, have won two straight, 5-3-2 and two in their last 10, have 33 points through 31 games. So things can change really quickly. We could sit there and point at the Penguins, oh, look, you're only ahead of the Columbus Blue Jackets, blah, blah, blah. You could be sitting there with a four-game slide in eight days with how tight this division is. So really important for them to get back at it tonight. I, I, one of the things John Tortorella mentioned after the game was he didn't think his forecheck was effective in the game. And I totally agree with that. Um, the forecheck is their catalyst for wearing teams down in the offensive zone. And if the forecheck's just not working or, you know, the, the support's not there, you know, that's something fundamentally that they got to bear back down on. So I imagine today at the hotel in Detroit, there won't be a morning skate because they played last night. But I imagine John Tortorella is going to show some clips about the forecheck. He doesn't show a lot of clips. So if I show him too many clips, they glaze over. The attention span of today's athlete, attention span of everybody, myself included. But show some clips of that, use it as a teaching moment, kind of reset some of those fundamentals coming off a loss. Always better to teach when you have a a team that's coming off a loss or a failure, if you will, um, than it is in the middle of, of, you know, a run of wins. I think they'll use this opportunity for a little reset. But it is a tough spot tonight because they're playing three and four. They traveled last night. They played last night. Detroit did not. Detroit played Wednesday in Winnipeg. So this is a big spot for the Flyers tonight. Important to end this segment before the holiday break on the right note. Detroit in their last 10, 3-6-1. We'll see if Alex Lyon's able to go. They've lost four straight. Um, I know Al played last week against the Flyers in that one nothing game. Had to come out in the second period with a, a core injury. And well, when I spoke to him after the game, uh, he had mentioned he'd probably only be out a week, so he could be back uh, for Detroit coming up tomorrow night. We'll see where they go uh, in their net against the Flyers, and we'll see if it's Carter Hart or if it's Cal Peterson. Or I doubt it, but it, maybe it could be Sam Harrison. But I call that very doubtful, uh, in my opinion. So we'll see where it goes tonight. Flyers Detroit tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow. Uh, so join us then on a brand new edition of Flyers Daily.